The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie McClanagan and today we're going to talk about the viability of your speaking business. So if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to throw up all over your shoes at the thought of public speaking, then using your voice to create a thriving and profitable business is exactly what you need to do. And it can be hard. So I've come up with 10 really short tips that I'd like to share with you today that are going to help you really increase that viability, get your speaking business on track and get a lot more exposure. But before we jump on into the 10 tips, I want to let you know that if you are a speaker, a coach, or a business owner who uses live and virtual speaking in your business, then my company, Pure Potentials, offers a very intensive, very interactive speakers retreat several times per year in different locations. So if you want to uh, check that out, you can go to the website. That's purepotentials.com. And this isn't just some come and listen and get hyped up type of event. You'll actually be leaving with your speakers demos video, media kit, headshots, You'll know what tools and technologies that you need to deliver your webinars, your podcasts, your videos, and so much more. So like I said, jump on over to purepotentials.com and click on the events tab and you can check that out there. All right, so 10 really short tips to help you build that speaking business. And uh, I'll jump right in, but because we're humans and we're born with this passion to share and receive acknowledgement and to help others, the speaking profession or using public speaking in your business can be really alluring. And so many people that I've met want to be speakers and they want to gain that expert status and they want to do this to generate revenue. But a very small percentage of these people are successful in this endeavor and the, and why? <laughs> if we want to do this, then why is it so hard? And I'll tell you because there are so many moving parts involved in the speaking industry. It's overwhelming. It can be completely overwhelming and expensive. You need a message. You need the right delivery tools, production tools, and you need a healthy dose of consistent creativity, Creativity cannot be underestimated. It is probably, in my opinion, your most valuable resource. So it's not easy, man, and I feel ya. So because I've been an actor and a speaker and a producer and event promoter for over 20 years, I found some shortcuts that I'm going to share with you in these 10 tips. Okay, so I'm just going to jump in. <laughs> and the first tip that you need to do if you want to really increase the viability of your speaking business is you need to develop a sexy list. And what is sexier than list building? <laughs> so when you're thinking about digging out that shoebox of business cards that you've accumulated over the years and setting aside hours to look at who's engaging and who's not in your CRM, then you might be thinking to yourself, I um, think my grandmother's colonoscopy might be a little bit more sexier than your idea for list building. <laughs> I paint a pretty picture here. Um, but it is true. It is absolutely 
not the most fun thing to do is to clean and manage and care for that list. But if you want that business to work, if you want to be working your speaking business, you need to get your list in order. The second thing you need to be doing is you need to be... um, you know, managed. You need to be, um, it's like laundry. Oh, I, I'm, I'm full of the sexy metaphors today. <laughs> you want to, you really want to be able to um, manage your list. You want to be able to uh, sharpen your message. You want to be able to be tweaking all of the time. And it's really important that when you have this list that you are looking at it on a consistent basis. You also want to be segmenting it. So a big mistake that people make is that they take everything and they lump it together. And if I'll tell you this, if you are a lumper and you're trying to send a, a message to your mother and to a potential speaking agent, you're going to have to talk to them in very different terms. So you do need to be some you need to be segmenting that list and uh, another mistake people make is that they start to over segment that list and that can be really damaging to you so you don't want to do that either Um, the next thing you want to do is you want to grow that list and every speaker has a unique set of skills a knowledge base personality that they need to showcase so you need to be researching your current audience members their likes and their dislikes you need to be creating attraction magnets that solve your audience members biggest pain points you need to be positioning your material correctly online monitoring those metrics and not wasting opportunities to collect information So I'll give you a quick example here. I know a brilliant speaker and she puts together through grit and sheer will an event where she has something like 400 people attend and she didn't get a single email out of that. (laughs) She couldn't contact them. She didn't build her list. So every time she was doing that, back to the drawing board. You want to make sure that you're taking every opportunity to collect your contacts information. All right. So speaking to your audience, this is your second tip. The first one was building that sexy list. And I gave you some different ways of doing that. The second one is speaking of your audience. You must deeply understand your audience and consistently research where they are and what other interests they have. Really important to know them know them very, very well. The third one is to make good content. And this can only happen when you deeply understand the foundations of your message. And you must have an array of topics and subtopics that you can speak on around that. So if you're a speaker, I certainly hope you know this already. (laughs) But you know, you'd be surprised that some people don't, right? It's that message, tweaking it, getting it so that people can really consume what you're trying to say. Let's see, moving on, we have the third thing here which is, or sorry, the fourth thing here (laughs) is creating your production plan. If you're going to be consistently putting together content, you're going to be needing to have some type of a production plan. You have to get out there, get your content produced. And there's so many different ways that people want to do this. Maybe they want to do radio shows or podcasts or, or blogs or videos. You're a speaker, which means you're a writer and a producer, because that's what you have to be nowadays to get your message out there. All right. And if you don't have a budget, getting your content produced requires two things, time or money. That's what it requires. You don't have that budget. You don't have money to hire someone or money to buy that fancy equipment. Then there's a lot of different ways that you can get that content produced very inexpensively or for free. Even (laughs) you can make some contra deals. So if you have certain skill sets that other people's that other people have, you're going to want to make those contra deals. Um, 
If you don't have a clear overall strategy for your content, like how you're going to get this put out there, and I myself have personally made so many high quality yet completely useless videos because I didn't have a clear vision of the end goals of what my content piece was for. So I had to really sit down, look at my production plan, create a strategy of what the end goal of my piece was, and then find a way to get those delivery systems in place, which is the next step. You got to have your websites, your social media platforms, everything ready to launch when you are ready to get that content out there. Number six, you got to know about the upcoming conferences. You want to be a speaker, get your up, uh, get in the know of what conferences are around you and get your speaker's kit, throw that ring into the hat so people know that you are there to be hired. Uh, you got to get your sales pitch. Number seven, get your sales pitch nailed from stage. This isn't that easy. It sounds easy because people think, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up there on stage and I'm going to tell people about my back-end products and services. But you need to practice that almost as much or maybe even more as you need to have your message. It is its own entity. It's really important. Number eight, have a rock-solid follow-up, which means that you have to, if you're presenting in front of a group or a company that's paying you to be there, then make sure you follow follow up. Um, make sure you talk to them find, because only about 3% of the people ever buy on the first time you give them the offer. You have to consistently build that relationship with them. Number nine, you need to build, speaking of that, build the proper connections and relationships. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little secret right now. I run many events per year. And when I'm looking for the speakers to have at my events, they're generally people that I already know and those who I've developed connections with. And that might irritate you, but let me finish. I also leave that small percentage available for what I like to call new talent. And this simply means that people I don't know very well yet. But these people who I've selected because I have the relationship with them, I know as the event producer that they have the content, they have the systems, they have their sales pitch, they know what they're doing, and they're going to be able to deliver a quality presentation for the audience that I put them in front of. And finally, number 10, you need to get some support and some accountability. I'm not going to lie, building a speaking business requires that you have an abundance of drive and passion. And this can wane from time to time and you're only human. You need to be in the company of those who share your passions and interests. And I have a couple solutions for you here as well. Uh, you can join our, our speaker success group on Facebook, which is um, if you go to the Pure Potentials page on Facebook, my Pure Potentials page, you'll see it there and you can join up to that group. And there you'll get great tips and ideas on how to keep accountable and how to keep growing. You can also go over to Pure Potentials and check out our Speakers Association, where you can get instant access to a library of online courses, templates, where we help you get promoted, where you get a whole slew of information to help you be very, very successful. And finally, you can, and I mentioned this earlier, attend one of our Pure Potential Speakers Retreats. They are really valuable. You leave there with boatloads of information, boatloads of connections, and you get to meet and potential partners, people who can really help you build that business. I just want to do a quick shout out to the executive producer, uh, my executive producer of this Voice America show, which is Randall Libero. I'm very excited and I'll tell you a little bit about what him and I will be talking about in a minute. Um, Voice America is the t- uh, title sponsor for an upcoming speakers retreat. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them to thank them for their support for the, the passion that they have and for the fact that they really do help people get on air. They take a lot of the um, mystery out of 
things like podcasting because that learning curve in itself is huge. So sometimes it's better just to get on to one of these radio shows to let the experts help you out. And I once again want to thank Voice America for being so supportive of all of their hosts and the events that we put on. So we're just going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, you're going to hear some exciting interview that I had with Randall Libero of Voice America. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. A few weeks ago, actually a couple months ago, I was in Phoenix at the Voice America station and I had the great privilege and honor of having an interview with one of their executive producers, Randall Libero. We were talking a lot about how the value of doing a radio show and what it's like to be a radio host. So we've done a pre-record and we're going to turn this over to the experts at Voice America. So they're going to share this, this recording with you. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed making it. Welcome, it's Jackie to Extreme Exposure, and I'm here today in Phoenix with Randall Libero, and he is my producer and a media expert. I'm really excited. We just decided to get together, have a meeting, chat about some upcoming events that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Randall's going to be one of the keynote speakers at the Speakers Retreat that's being held in Phoenix, October 21st to 23rd. And so we're just here chatting about radio, media, and all of that good stuff to get you more exposure. Yeah, that's, it's going to be an exciting event. I'm really looking forward to uh, crafting an all-new presentation. I've spoken uh, from L.A. to London and on the subject, so 
there's been so many developments even in the past like six months in terms of technology and what people are doing that's working and what's not working. So mm-hmm. we're going to be covering some of that and um, giving people some of my real secret stuff, the, the secret, secret sauce. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fantastic. So I'm excited too because I think there's so many things going on out right now that people can, oh, uh, yeah. you know, they can go on to podcasts and blogs. It's almost like you have to be everywhere at once. So I think some of your secrets are going to be great because they can help people streamline that process. Yeah. Jackie, I also wanted to talk with you about your process here at Voice sure. America since we're going into the second season here. And um, just what kind of, to be really honest, just what your expectations were at first mm-hmm. and then also kind of where and started, where you saw the radio show going and how that's changed and mm-hmm. sort of as it takes on a life of its own kind yeah. of a thing. <laughs> and uh, that happens with our with shows. Yeah. And uh, you know, just, you know, the process of where you started from planning out your initial interviews and, mm-hmm. and what changed for you, just kind of get a, a sense of where you were starting from and where you're at now with, with doing the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, it was really interesting because... I did a lot of video, and I hadn't been really thinking about doing radio, and when we connected, it was really interesting how, you know, you were telling me all of the benefits, and and it's always nowadays with internet radio versus podcasts, which one do you do, right? And I think right. it's, it's a question a lot of people have, but to go right back to the beginning, I thought, you know what? You have an amazing support system here. There's a huge amount of learning that I didn't have to do in just getting the product produced to start with, because that's where it always starts with, producing something. Thing. And then what do you do from there? You know, you've got to get that out. You have to get that promoted. And again, it's lots of learning curve. <laughs> yeah, it's the big learning curve. That's what I say to people. Yeah. Do you want to get support and, and have your learning curve, you know, uh, smaller? Because if people do a podcast, there's so much they have to do. Because, yeah. you know, the places like iTunes, you think, well, let's do a podcast on iTunes. Well, iTunes is just a, and here's a nice word that I, I thought of recently, <laughs> repository. <laughs> <laughs> for content and they don't do anything to promote it or market it or feature you yeah. in iTunes and how much how many things are there in iTunes it's just mind yeah. blowing how much is content is in there yeah. so and then very few programs that <clears throat> here's another little secret that aren't paying for it <laughs> don't get exposure in iTunes uh, so again, in the media business, it's all about you know where the money is and who's putting it there and who gets featured. You may think that gee, a show's popular. Well, somebody may have paid for that placement. So mm-hmm. that's another little thing about the media business that people don't realize. So yeah, I know a lot of people think that, and I do this with speakers because I have a lot of events, and sometimes I have speakers apply, and sometimes um, I'm choosing speakers, and sometimes they actually have a pay-to-play model in my business, mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting because. Uh, Sometimes people can get put off with that and they think, why do I have to pay? I'm a speaker. I'm adding my valuable wisdom into the universe, you know. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is you're not paying to speak. You're paying for promotion and that expertise, which if you're a talented, um, you know, whatever your business is and you're, you're sharing that message, you probably aren't a promoter, right? So you do need to go where the experts are. Yeah, marketing always costs money. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's just the reality of things and, you know, people who try to work around that because, you know, the perception that everything on the internet is free. Yeah. I can put videos on YouTube for free. I can put do this blog for free. I can do, well, yeah, that's right. But when you get into the world of real professional media, mm-hmm. uh, it ain't free no more. It ain't free no more. <laughs> and, you know, it's not even free when it's free because you got to, it's elbow grease and yeah, it's standing, your time. Yeah, standing above the noise and, yeah. and you know. Um, 
It, it was really interesting, too, because I think maybe the same thing can be said of an author, right? If you're going out there and you write a book and then you get a publisher, you know, you, you're getting that uh, support when you're getting your, your material out there. But we still, as people who are out there trying to get our messages out there, have to do our own promotions as well. And that's one thing that I think... Um, People need to know you do need that support, you need that structure, you need that learning curve taken away, but you do need to be an active participant as well. Right. Yeah. I wanted to just chat with you briefly about when you first imagined this radio show okay. and doing extreme exposure. Because, yeah. you know, when you create a project, I spend a lot of time with my host developing an idea. Yeah. You're a lot easier to work with because you're you're already a seasoned professional. You have a theater background, all those things. So, you know, my job is a little bit more of a walk in the park with you. <laughs> but um, But most people, they really need, they, they don't, their ideas aren't clear or whatever. Yeah. So what was the process for you to kind of plan out the format and style and kind of flow of the show. Yeah, I, I remember my first show and I was really, I had that thing scripted out big time and I actually ran out of time almost so I was trying to rush through all my points and I wanted to be really well prepared which I think is a good thing when you're starting out because you don't want to just throw on the microphone and get out there because it's a new medium for even though I did theater and videos and things like that the medium was completely new to me so I had this big long plan and I tried to mold my guest into my plan <laughs> <laughs> big mistake yeah, yeah, I, know. I know he was a, a fantastic professional he's right. uh, Shout out Jay Fassett, but he does a lot of speaking, so he really did know how to roll with it. Mm. Um, so it was on me. And uh, every time I did a show, I just kept learning mostly my mistakes because, like I said, it's a new medium. And I was thinking, how can I become more clear and how can I make this more interesting? And, you know, I, maybe at the beginning I was trying a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it didn't feel as natural. So Yeah, you have to relax yeah. into into doing it just like we're doing now. Yeah. We're just, uh, we you came into the office today in the studio yeah. and we thought, let's sit down and have a chat and this is completely really unscripted yeah. for the most part. I do have an outline in front of me, but that like four points. Yeah. The, the rest of it is just really feeling comfortable in front of the microphone. Yeah. And that takes some time, you know, anything being in front of a camera, and and one of the other things I coach people on or mentor them on is sometimes being going on like being interviewed on big media. Mm-hmm. Next door to our office here is a company called CoverEdge, and they do uh, when people come and be on Fox and CNN and all, they go into CoverEdge and they sit in the chair in front of the green screen. So the company that does that is right next door to <laughs> us here. So those are the kind of things that you know that we get coaching. Sometimes I'll take my host over there and kind of you know when they have to mm-hmm. do that, I'll go over there and meet them because you know this is a place that you, you get on those big media places so it, it does take um, a certain amount of feeling comfortable with your message being prepared being able to talk on the fly from questions mm-hmm. sometimes the questions especially from journalists can get a little let's just say confrontational Ooh. okay <laughs> so you have to not get weirded out or bummed out or mad at that kind of a thing yeah so that takes some training for people and because most people are really nice and they're mm-hmm. not used to like that but journalists can be really nasty sometimes yeah but most of them are really nice but when when the story when and they want to get to, you know, if it's a very controversial things happening in the news, then they'll be, they'll, you know, they'll they'll dig in a little bit and they'll use their, you know, women use I call it using their claws, <laughs> and men kind of use their knife. So yeah. you know, you got to watch out for the for those journalists. Yeah. 
So that's another thing to kind of, you know, as you plan out a radio show, there are certain things to be aware of as you get a sense of how to flow with the conversation of your guests. Mm -hmm. And really, it's really keeping your ear to what the listener is thinking about as you go along. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's something that, that came up for you? Yeah, you know, it was really interesting, too, because each guest had certain skill sets, right? And most of the time, I was ha- I got pretty lucky. <laughs> I had great guests. I know a lot of people. And they had uh, the gift of the gab, and they've been on stage. But I did have a, a couple of guests who struggled a little bit with being in front of a microphone. And nothing saying that they weren't amazing people or amazing guests. It's just that they didn't have that natural skill set and as the host you kind of have to work past that and try to bring that out of them right so that for me was really interesting because I was getting like I said getting off a little bit easier at the beginning with (laughs) guests who knew what they were doing so um, and the other thing too that I like what you said is Instead of having that scripting, having an outline and really looking into what the guests can offer, because they can give so much more information than you could even possibly think up yourself. Because I was, you know, I was kind of working as the expert in all things at the very beginning, but I don't have to be as the host. I have to be an expert at helping somebody tell their story and dig that out of them. Right, yeah. and, and and be familiar enough with the subject they're talking about yeah. that you can have some intelligent responses and then also add to or just kind of fine-tune some of the points that they're making and then, of course, summarize at the end. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I often do is as I'm doing an interview with someone that I'm scribbling notes. Yeah, I'm scribbling notes because at the wrap-up, I want to be able to read through those notes and summarize the conversation as a takeaways for the listener at the end of the program. Yeah, that was one of the things I learned later on in the season um, because at first I was looking at my own notes and trying to go within those instead of taking the notes which was game changer for me way yeah. more comfortable that way yeah because new things come up during the program and yeah. a lot of our hosts when they do shows they get better at what they do professionally because mm-hmm. of the conversations they've had oh yeah 100% and then a lot of that time a lot of our hosts actually turn those conversations into new material which becomes like a book <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so that's new information out of the, the, the interaction that you had with your guests and that is material enough for a book and that's one of the great things about content mm-hmm. that it has value and you can repurpose it yeah so talk a bit about that sure Um, Well, I do a lot of different things, and one of the things that I talk a lot about is that if you're trying to get exposure in your marketing, you've got to be producing content all of the time. And having a live radio show where you don't have a choice, (laughs) they're calling you and you have to get out there and you have to have something, was a really good motivator because we can hide behind the idea of, oh, you know, I've got to let my creative juices flow. And sometimes your creative juices flow because they have to. (laughs) (laughs) which was very beneficial. And then taking a lot of that content and repurposing it into things like my membership site or taking, uh, you know, if somebody wants to have a conversation with me about, you know, I'll give you an example. We had an expert who talks about sales. And if they want to learn more about sales, instead of me trying to tell them that, I can direct them to the show or I can, you know, take out little snippets and wisdom. So there's just so much you can do with the content that you create. Yeah. Talk about how the radio shows helped you make connections in, in business and also to kind of expand your media brand and your, mm-hmm. and your ex- extreme exposure, extreme exposure. <laughs> out there in the, in the Internet space. Yeah. Well, people want to see that you're doing things. And you see a lot of experts and gurus and things. And the first thing I do now is I, I Google them. And I look up what kind of material do they have online. We all do that. We, everyone's going to do that. Yep. Do they have pictures? Are they What are they into? And 
um, having the support of a network has really expanded that because you are on iTunes, you are on various um, yeah, platforms. Yeah, Stitcher and yeah, the yeah. TuneIn, TuneIn app, other apps. So many, right? Yeah, and then also people can wa- listen to shows through their, I've, I've talked to some of my hosts and they say, I listen through my television, my yeah. smart TV at home. Yeah. I said, you get, you're listening through your TV? I did. Okay. I did that too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we you can get us on Roku and, and Apple TV and, yep. you know, things. Yeah, so it's, it's huge. People listen even through their televisions. <laughs> and even um, just from a positioning standpoint, I, I'll say I do a radio show on Voice America. And because you guys have so much credibility, people, their ears perk up. Oh, really? You do that? Tell me about that. You know, mm-hmm. And it just gives you a lot more credibility as uh, somebody who's trying to get their message out if you can have these different platforms. Right. Yeah. Getting the support of a network rather than hanging out there in the internet space with yeah. the podcast. <laughs> so another thing that, you know, I always recommend that to people. A lot of people, it's good to start with something, mm-hmm. even if you're just doing an interview and recording it on Skype, as some people do, mm-hmm. and then um, and then actually trying a podcast and what, see what that's like. But, you know, ultimately, if you really want to be seen, uh, you know, w- uh, here at Voice America, that we, we've taken a lot of people from those, those kinds of ways of doing recorded audio and bringing them into a completely produced uh, show with a complete marketing strategy behind it. And mm-hmm. that's a big difference of, of what we've been discussing here. So yeah. that marketing and promotion is really essential. And some of the things that we offer um, <clears throat> that we've given you on your show is you have a pre-made email, our mm-hmm. e-cards. Uh, you have your host page, which has a whole bunch of interactive function to it where you can easily integrate and bookmark and you know your show into social media. Talk about how you've been using that so mm-hmm. far. Well, you do give a lot of tools. So the e-card is... I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a micro website, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It generates its own mini web page, right. too. Yeah, which is, does yeah. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> which is magical cool. little thing, yeah. It's cool. You push a button, you're on LinkedIn, you're on, you're, you you hook up everything one time, your, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, and it can go out really simply. Um, I was going to say something more about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, all you're doing is you're sending us, you submit through our host services oh, yeah. portal, right. the information for the show, which is your text and the pictures of your guests yep. and all that. And we turn around all these, you know, all these completed marketing pieces for, for your use, which are yep. all very seamlessly integrated into everything out there on the Internet. I agree. And I also think, too, um, because I do marketing and promotion, I don't think that people understand that it's great that you have all that stuff but you also get a a secret benefit which is that SEO value of the backlinks yeah and people don't know that and that one is a huge thing so my website my business website is on yours which gets way more traffic than mine so that really bumps up my SEO and the more backlinks you can have out there the better but especially if they're on really credible highly visible sites like yours yeah mm-hmm. and we uh, on the on the individual host pages you have all those show links which all your social media touch points, your website, every yeah. place that you're out there in the internet, we put that on our site, and that's one of the things that you mentioned that the SEO yeah. that people don't see, but no. definitely happens happens for shows is that integration factor. Mm-hmm. And then the other big thing that a lot of our hosts really like is that when your show's on live, it's featured. I can see what I'm listening to, mm-hmm. whatever device I'm on. If I'm on my phone, I'm on my computer, I'm on you know a tablet or an iPad or whatever. When I'm listening, I see the show. I'm there's Jackie. There's your face. You know that, that's a really big factor because a lot of our hosts are really, you know, how do I get seen? How does my show get promoted? How, you know, and I yeah. said, well, we feature you when you're on live, and then when we we replay that show, mm-hmm. 
you're there again. Yeah. And then when people play you on go back into the on-demand library and the episodes, and they play you again, they, they're seeing what they're listening to. Yep. And, and then you're featured. There's not a lot of gobbledygook on the side like a YouTube channel. It's just your content. Mm-hmm. So it's front and center. <laughs> That's the way we do every program. No, I love that. Yeah, it's funny because I... I was telling one of the the tech guys that my show goes on Wednesdays at four, but I was it was Friday and I think there was a replay spot and I wasn't expecting to hear my own show, but I had been looking at Voice America and all of a sudden I heard this and I thought that guest sounds an awful lot like guest. I, wait, that is my show, <laughs> and it was surprising to hear because you don't even really. Um, see yourself in that role it's because it's so much fun and so engaging while you're doing it but then to hear it it's like wow that sounds really amazing right yeah well in the pilot series because we want to promote your show because it's a new program we usually replay that show two or three times additionally during the week yeah which means every time we put a show on one time during the day it's on twice yeah so your show could be on six or eight times during the week on the schedule people are listening live I know it's great so that's one of the other ways that we start out with with promoting yeah. Uh, programs. Uh, one more thing I want to add yeah. because you asked me about connections and even the guests. You know, you you pick out your guests, and I've had I have a really great network of people who are amazing, and they do a lot of great stuff. And um, but it's been really interesting because you can get you can really deepen that relationship with people, and it not only promotes them by being on your show, which is a huge benefit for them, but it gives you you kind of piggyback on each other's credibility, and you build that community. So that's massive. So, Jackie, what's changed for you since you started your show? I mean, just kind of want to get a sense of what that has looked like. Well, there was, you know, you start off and you have these ideas and you don't really know what you don't know, right? And there's so many promotion opportunities that I didn't even take advantage of that I could have because it's just there's so many things and so many ways you can leverage content. So many ways. And so I think for me... um, Really taking a little bit of a break here. Oh, just I took a month off and organizing your guests up front and really being confident that you have something valuable to offer them when you have this platform. And I don't know if people understand, you know, I mean, people who are in the know and who get out there in a big way, they know that you need to be on a lot of different platforms. So if you're invited to be on a radio show, that's a that's a great thing. So being more organized, I guess, um, being Relaxing more into it, I think, was a huge one for me as well. Not having to uh, strain to find the topics because the guests generally are the experts in that in that arena. Um, you know, just <laughs> all of the promotion. <laughs> yeah, so there are some it. things I have to be honest that you're still not using everything that we no. have available for you. No, yeah, I'm a lot not. of our hosts because there's so much. Yeah, you know, they, they're not doing everything like they're not. Yeah. you know, they're not writing a blog post every week. And yeah. some, uh, some more of our hosts now are utilizing the video space that's yeah. available on your on your radio show, your main radio show page on Voice America. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that which are really, really powerful mm-hmm. because it's a faster way for people to get to know you if they're reading something mm-hmm. you know or watching you or whatever that we're, we can make those kind of uh, connections for you with that immediate uh, way uh, on from your host page that like have a video there mm-hmm. where you can say hi to your listeners yeah and greet them hey thanks hey. for listening to my show here's what I do check it out and here's what we have for you every week you know that kind of a thing so a lot of our hosts are realizing the value of, of just using using video in a and I would say in a controlled space where you're in a container mm-hmm. so because your your host page is really 
I like it. I like to call it like the spokes of a wheel, like an old wagon wheel. Like there's a lot of points from your radio show that go out to the internet, and there's a lot of points that come in. Mm-hmm. So your radio show is connected to your website, your social media touch points, a blog you may have out there. It could be connected to your YouTube YouTube channel. It could be connected to articles that you write and post. It could be you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of places that it goes out to that people when they click on that and they want to know more they come back and they end up at your Voice America mm-hmm. host page. Yeah. And I think, too, you're 100% right that there was a lot of things that I wasn't doing. And the reason, too, and I know this from a host perspective, is the fact that um, it's a key component to an overall business strategy. If you're running your business and, uh, you know, I'm in the small business space, you need to be putting, how does the radio show and the content fit within my entire overall marketing strategy? And if you have some uh, unclarity about that, like I have, then it can be more challenging to know where and when you want to put that stuff out. So for me, one of the things that's changing in the second season is really how does the radio show integrate with my overall business strategy? I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the main things I'm going to be talking about in my presentation oh. at your event in September. Right. October. Can, October. October. Excuse me. <laughs> October. Thinking about two months from now or something else. It's October. All right. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, is connecting your business brand to your media brand. Because mm-hmm. more and more today, people are realizing that their reputation and managing their reputation on the internet is becoming a media brand. Mm-hmm. They have to create this media brand, which is their front-facing outreach out to the internet mm-hmm. that people see that and then they get attracted to it and then get engaged and then come to your website or any port you have on the internet. So what does that media brand represent? What does it look like? What are the connection points? Because once you understand that, and I'll be showing this diagram that I've made at the event, where you'll understand all the places where your outreach is, where your business comes in, where the connection points are, where their content is repurposed to those people, where you're selling them, where you're just staying in touch and maybe things like drip campaigns and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I have this this chart. So this is one of the little secrets <laughs> that you'll find out about if you come to the conference in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I explained the conference, but I'm going to do that yeah, right do now. Yeah, do that right yeah. now. Exactly right. <laughs> so the conference is really great for uh, author, speakers, coaches, small business owners who really want to use their own personality and uh, utilize that through speaking events and live and virtual events, really. So I know that there's so many different, like you said, spokes on the wheel. You've got to have photos and you've got to have content and you've got to be on this platform. And it can get really, really, really overwhelming. So the conference is going to have you who's going to put a lot of clarity around how to use your business as your media brand. Um, Actually getting down to business where we're going to have video cameras set up, having the participants practice their speaking in front of each other. There's just a ton of stuff on that. So if you go to my website, and I'll say it, purepotentials.com, you can see a lot more about the Pure Potential Speakers Retreat in Arizona. So uh, what are some of the other subjects you're going to be covering at the conference, do you think? Yeah, um, definitely it's about that strategy. So I do have... um people who are really experts in putting together the technology to putting those drip campaigns together. Um, We're going to talk about selling from stage because that is, ah, Randall, I've seen so many people just have these brilliant presentations and the crowd loves them and then they don't even barely promote where they, you know, they don't even say where their website is, right? So it's how do you get your message and you don't want to be salesy, but you do when you're standing up in front of an audience, when you're on the radio, you have the opportunity to reach your ideal client. And that takes a bit of skills and practice as well. 
talking a lot about Facebook and that um, personal social media, the algorithms, things like that, getting our speakers' demos created, uh, you know, just the gamut of what does it take from start to finish to you speaking live and virtually in your in your business. Yeah, and one of the one of the other things that that I think you're really great at is talking about the personality part. So <laughs> yeah. mentioned talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. That, that part yeah, of it. Yeah, we do have a, a segment of the retreat where it's called Camera Charisma 101. And that goes for radio as well because people get very stiff and I see a lot of times people don't, you know, maybe they're 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 this great big personality and then the camera or the microphone's there and they're like Hi, I'm. Just, <laughs> I have no personality left whatsoever, <laughs> and you need to um, maintain your uniqueness in your marketing nowadays. I don't care what kind of company you are. I don't care if you're a big corporation. People want to see those faces, and they want to feel your energy. And you have to know the technical skills because they sometimes they are just skills that you can learn in bringing your own personality into your messaging. Yeah, I've seen. Um I, it's funny to watch some of these, these like the CEOs of companies and all these you know, these uh, major executives. <clears throat> excuse me, um, that are finding that they're being forced to be even someone filming them on a phone camera and yeah. something, and they're doing. They're like very conscious of it, and they're kind of looking around and <laughs> yeah. you know, stop filming me, kind of a thing. But that's the world that we live in today. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. Yeah, and and I think it really behooves any professional and even even anyone who's you know not just an entrepreneur but you know an executive or a high level person in a company this conference is going to be great for you because if you've never done anything like this before you're starting in, in the biz it's going to be called getting your media chops right? <laughs> so you've got to have some media chops to be able to be ready because at a moment's notice somebody could be filming you on their phone yeah. at whatever you're doing at a meeting or a conference or whatever behind the scenes or off stage and then they're posting that video on social media yeah so you you have to be cognizant of what's going on around you, and that's one of the things is that I'm going to be talking about is having your how to have your radar on when you're out in public as a business person, mm-hmm. and what to be aware of, and what to look for, and how to look for and jump into opportunities on a moment's notice, and be ready to talk about your business and your offering, whatever that may be, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I'll be at events. I've been at events sometimes, and and media, you know, big media will show up, and the people who were there did know that was going to happen because the person who did the conference wasn't communicating that yeah. or, or for whatever reason you know and all of a sudden they're finding themselves and here's ABC and here's the cameras like what the heck you know yeah. so you've got to be ready and that's one of the things to talk about having your radar on when you're out in public as a business person like mm-hmm. be covering that's one of the other things I'll be covering even as a person you know I've had a lot of events where the media's come and they've interviewed me and I mm-hmm. kind of expect that because I'm at a trade show or a conference and you know you put out your press releases so this happens but a funny story is I had got out of the shower washed my hair and it was Christmas no makeup and I went to the recycling place <laughs> the recycling place and all of a sudden there's a camera in my face and it's a journalist saying tell us what do you think about all the access uh, recycling at Christmas time so there I am on the news my dad's looking at me nothing <laughs> uh, yes I find recycling <laughs> so it's just for people because you're right it's the world we live in and you yeah. got to be ready and yeah, yeah cameras are everywhere yeah. they're everywhere yeah. I flew into Denver years ago and I just every every 12 feet there's a camera <laughs> somewhere on the street. 
like, oh my God, you're being constantly being watched and surveilled. That's a, it's a scary thing about our world, but yeah. hopefully you're, you don't get yourself into those situations. No. But I'm just talking about when you're out and you know when you're doing your thing out in business and whatever, you never know because at conferences yeah. there's there's so much coverage yeah. from people with their phones, people filming, you know, who are semi-professionals or big media, and there's mm-hmm. you have to be ready to, to to handle those kind of situations. So. You do, and I think even as if even if it wasn't big media, having the skills in place so that you can do that yourself because every time that you're at one of these events and conferences, this is a content creation opportunity for you. So you should have your own phone out, <laughs> getting testimonial videos, filming That's right. yourself. That's you know. right. Yeah. So, yeah. Use, use your own phone to capture things. Yeah. Even a lot of people you know, get a photo with a high-profile person of some kind, mm-hmm. getting a selfie. And people are a lot, they're more open today than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember back in years and years ago, in my 20s when I was in Hollywood, some people, they don't want to, you know, they're doing their thing and they don't want to be photographed. Mm-hmm. But today, everyone knows at a drop of a hat, moment's notice, somebody's got a camera out because everyone's got a camera with them. Yeah. And everyone can post that immediately to Twitter or whatever. So... Celebrities are getting more and more used to that and realizing that's a huge, huge advantage for them. Oh, yeah. Because you never know who that person is photographing you, who they're connected to. There could be millions of people they're connected to. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is you know, this is the digital, you know, universe that we, that we inhabit now on this, on this planet Earth. <laughs> it's a strange, strange universe. It is. But, uh, you know, it causes us to, uh, to have to be, to have our... Uh, you know, our personality on to be mm-hmm. on all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I call it, for me, it's just being the producer guy. <laughs> so as soon as I, you know, as soon as I figure, as soon as I leave the house in the morning, I got to be that person, yeah. no matter what's happening. Yeah. You know, I'm at a, I, I've been at places where I've been at businesses and, and someone whips a camera out or whatever, and they're filming somebody else, and I happen to be standing close by, and they'll turn around and face me with the thing. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah, producer guy. <laughs> yeah, so here, I'm, I'm on, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's a that's the kind of thing that that's that's happening today. Mm-hmm. But you know why? That's why I'm such an advocate of personality marketing because, yeah. it, for me, I'm a goofy, uh, high energy person. That's my nature. And if I put on a persona that wasn't necessarily myself, and I went out and existed in the world, <laughs> you know, I have to bring that flair into my business. And what it has really done for me is it it really separates people who want to work with my kind of personality from people who don't. So, and I think. That's crucial for everyone because you want to be with people who appreciate your flavor and your cup of tea, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one more thing too, I think is really interesting. I was watching a video with a famous actor, and they were talking about fame, and they were saying all the things that famous people said. And I really like this actor, but it was something like, uh, "I don't do what I do to be famous. I do what I do because I love what I do. And if you're trying to be famous, then you shouldn't be doing that." And on and on and on. And then I have this, you know, idea that you should market and promote yourself like a celebrity <laughs> which is almost the exact opposite right and I'm not saying that you have to go out there and you have to be famous but you have to take your brand if you're in business if you're a speaker author coach small business owner you have to take that brand and you have to market that just like you're a celebrity and um 
my best example, I guess, is there's uh, Infusionsoft out of Phoenix here, and they're a software right, company. Right. And I am in deep with their people, and I love the certified partners, and it's a great community. But whenever I go to a conference, I make a funny video that's really relevant to those guys. And, you know, the conference might have anywhere from, it might be a 300-person conference to a 2,000-person conference, and I put these videos only in these groups. And everybody watches them and has a great laugh. And when I go to the events, they're like, it's you, it's Jackie, hey, how's it going? And you're you're kind of like this mini celebrity in this in this tiny sphere. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, it, these aren't video selling things; they're just shenanigan based on topics that they're interested in. I've gotten connections and free software and business deals, and from making funny videos pertinent to. Mm-hmm. The, the group that I wanted to talk to. Right. right. So in that regard, you're doing two things. You know your audience yep. and you're being very specific about your message and you're using things like you mentioned, like pattern interrupt and yeah. all that craziness, <laughs> yeah. you know, which I'm sure you'll be talking about at the event in October. Yep. And, um, but also, as I told, as I've mentioned to my host so many times is, and doing, doing shows as well is really focusing on what is the message for the audience that's listening to this content? Mm-hmm. Don't go off. You know, if you go off uh, from where that focus is, have a reason for that, but then come back to that core message of what you're communicating mm-hmm. to, to that specific audience. Because everything today, there's so much chatter out there. You have to be niche. You have to be focused. You mm-hmm. can't be talking about broad subjects. Like 10 years ago when I was working with some of the big best-selling authors there, you know, like John Gray went from being a relationship expert to a wellness expert. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep having him concentrate mm-hmm. his message more and more because he was, uh, you know, he was going outside of what he usually talked about. Yeah. But today you have to be even more specific in what that message is that's relevant to the audience that you're, spe- that you're talking to that's, that you know will be listening mm-hmm. to your content. So that's one of the great things that radio does really, really well is because it's such an intimate format. Mm-hmm. People focus on their attention and they use their imagination when they're listening. When you're watching a video, you're not using that imaginative capability. So that means when you're doing something with video, you're not getting as deep as you are when someone's just listening. Right. That's another little that's thing a, to understand. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And I think from the host perspective, uh, it's challenging. It is challenging to uh, drill down to the core of your message and to really think about all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so from a personal development <laughs> standpoint <laughs> alone, you know, it's just, it's a fantastic thing. And I'm really excited that I'm doing it because so many benefits. Yeah, that's one of the things that attracted me about about you when I first looked at, you know, your videos, of which I just happened to see one, uh, you know, <laughs> initially. And I just, I laughed at it. So, you know, one of the things about being, as Jackie talks about being, you know, uh, working with the personality marketing is, is to figure out what is it about you that would be entertaining to other people? Mm-hmm. And it's not, if you, even if you don't have a sense of humor, yeah. it's maybe, like I have a host who's a neuroscientist on this network, <laughs> but he's just kind of funny professor, very whimsical character. So we brought that out in his show, and that's why his show's become very popular. He yeah. works with Joe Dispenza. Uh, yeah, his name is Dr. Jeffrey Fannin, and his, his, uh, his site, site is Thought Genius. So he's created this idea of, you know, 
being a thought genius around this idea of very, very empirical, you know, neuroscience guy. He does brain mapping and everything. <laughs> and but he's got this this side to him that's you know that's this whimsical professor, cookie professor yeah, type. Yeah. And and we've worked on that a little bit. And he does that more and more. So now I, when I watch his presentations that he does live, he's being funnier and funnier, and yeah. that makes his pre- presentations better and better and more memorable. Yes. Yeah. And that's because that's the emotion, right? And and we used to hear. Uh, the same old thing you know I'm a speaker so I have to have my heroic journey and my tale of overcoming these obstacles and that's still fantastic Mm -hmm. but when you're putting that on when you're uh, trying to find something to draw the emotion out of the the audience humor can work just as well because they're still having a strong emotion and they're connecting and remembering you so how can you use what you have to bring out an emotion in your listener Right, story, story based, yeah. story based marketing. How to tell a story? because yeah. people, if you give facts and figures and you relate things that are happening in the news and all that, all that goes right through people's heads most yeah. of the time. But when you <laughs> tell them a story yeah. that relates to your core message and that basically gives them something that they can take away from that presentation, mm-hmm. that's what they remember. Yeah, they do. And my facts are always wrong because <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember them because yeah. they go right through me. And you can joke about it. The more, the more that. You self-deprecating in terms yeah. of your presentation the more people like it because yeah. you're just you know you're you're making mistakes and it's okay and that's what people yeah. it makes them feel like gee I can go I can make mistakes too I yeah. can be and that helps them to be who they are I agree and to feel comfortable with what they're communicating and and just be themselves. Yeah. We talked about on, on the previous interview where we talked. There's another interview that we did, which is called Getting Extreme Media Exposure, which you'll find in Jackie's archives mm-hmm. besides this program. And go and listen to that because we talk about a whole bunch of different things than we've talked about in this conversation. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're just about ready to wrap up here. So is there anything else that you want to just kind of blab about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that um, one of the most interesting things you told me when I first met you mm-hmm. is you said, go on Voice America Radio and listen to some of the other shows. And you have everything, business, empowerment. I mean, I can't even list all the different types of... Um, yeah, health and wellness. Everything. And there's sports shows. Yeah. And there's, on the Variety Channel, there's like everything. I know. And I'm starting yeah. to get addicted to listening to this kind of stuff because the information out there and what people especially you know people who take their their media platform seriously there's a lot of wisdom on your network and i just was really Thank you. i thought that was a great thing because now i'm just like listening to stuff and <laughs> i had somebody who's a, a a fan of my show um I don't know if the feng shui lady, I don't know how he got onto her stuff. <laughs> but it's the banner next to yours. I mean, whatever. Who knows he got onto that and he said, I didn't realize I was listening to your show. And then next thing you know, I was deep into this feng shui lady show. Right. But people can learn so much, right? So I think just as a listener, as a host, it's a really wonderful platform to get a lot of concise information and knowledge. Right. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for that. And yeah. Then we, yeah, we really pride ourselves in creating good quality program that's relevant to people's interests today, mm-hmm. and uh, and says something of value to their lives, whether it's be making their life better, their business better, their families better, relationships. You know, so it's. Uh, thank you for saying that because <laughs> you know all of us here as producers, we work really hard with our hosts to be able mm-hmm. to bring that out in them and make sure that we're supporting that message in, in the right way. 
And uh, I just really, really appreciate that you, oh. you said that. There's a lot of wisdom. I, I never <laughs> thought about the word wisdom before, but yep. yeah, there is a lot of wisdom on Voice America. <laughs> we, we tend to think about it that way. Well, yep. well, Jackie, I really enjoyed chatting with you again today. This has been really fun, yeah, as always. And really it's great fun. that you're visiting us here in Phoenix. I always love when my hosts come to visit us here. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a big thing for us because you're you're like the personalities for us. We're, we're behind the scenes, and when our hosts show up here at our studios, it's, it's really fun for us. So thank you. Thanks for, for coming today. It's yeah. good to see you again. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you as well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening, and uh, this is Extreme Exposure. We are on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. (laughs) Check out purepotentials.com, and we'll hopefully see you at the Speaker's Retreat in Phoenix, October 21st to 23rd. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.